0: Hey there, and welcome to episode 29 of the Better With Running podcast. And once again, I'm joined by my co-host Zach Newman. How you going, mate? I'm going well, Maddie. Um,
1: yeah, exciting,
0: uh, exciting day in uh, Run to PB land
1: with lots of lots of five Ks uh, popping up through the feeds on our final surge and on Strava and on Instagram. We're seeing a, a lot of um, hashtag Team Run to PB, which is really exciting. So, um, yeah, pretty pretty pumped to get into this, this uh, special episode, which we're um, we pushed out to this Arvo given that uh, we usually go out on Fridays, but we, we wanted to wait to see, uh, get, get some results. And uh, we've got a special guest as well lined up for us today as well. Mattress.
0: Yeah, mate. Now I've been um, yeah, looking over the socials. It's been a huge day. Um, and even across the whole sort of past what 10 days and still got a few more days to go with the, with the virtual 5k. So it's been uh, pretty inspiring actually seeing all the results come through and and I mean there's been some amazing results and it's just good to see people um, yeah getting on board and, and just putting it out there and just having a crack and obviously um, yeah I- enjoying it and that's I think the what the best thing about this has been.
1: Yeah and I th- timing was right with it because you know I think we, we've sort of gone through the waves of a bit of a break from actual racing and time trials. And then this, putting this out there, um, I think we gave about a four-week kind of build-up to this. So it's just given people a really good target and it's, um, it's great to see some results come through. And I know just speaking to the coaches that um, they're really pumped with, with uh, the efforts that their athletes have put out over the last 10 or so days. And there's still a bit of time. I know um, there's a few other athletes uh, going around in the next few days as well. And I mentioned also, yeah, we've got Chris Armstrong joining us a bit later, who's going to um, talk us through that the big event down in uh, in Shepparton where we had a lot of run to PB athletes go around. But firstly, mattress, uh, your five k, it was. I got back to the car and I, I didn't purposely didn't check. I knew I was messaging you last night, trying to get intel as to what time you were going to to do yours, and I was like, do I check do I check it before I do it, do my five k? And I decided not to. So I went and pumped out mine and got back to the car and uh, checked, refreshed my Strava and I saw your result come through and uh, yeah, it was a cracking run from yourself.
0: Yeah, thanks, mate. No, it was good. It was a it was a tough one. I was, um, yeah, I knew that. You know, I knew that if I was hoping you'd actually see it um, after <laughs> I finished, it might put, put some pressure on you. Um, but yeah, no, it was a good run. I, I did it. I was I'm wondering about whether I'd go to the track um to do it but yeah i woke up and it was really windy and yeah the track is um yeah it sits on top of a hill and it's um and it's not ideal conditions and especially solo i just wasn't i just knew i wouldn't enjoy going out solo around the track um if i had a bit of a group to go in i, I would have been more inclined to do it but yeah i ended up choosing and you know we're still in our 5k bubble so we can't really you know i've got limited choice for where we can try to get around for a, a fast 5k so i chose a yeah 1.5k loop uh, around Mornington. That's, um, yeah, it's, I, I don't know whether it's probably a bit, could be favourable on the GPS, I'm not sure. Um, but, yeah, yeah, got got out there and, um, yeah, warmed just up and just feeling question. pretty good. Sorry, Matty, a quick question on that loop. Do you use it for sessions? Yeah, I do. Yeah, yeah, I do. It's about yeah, 1.5K k around. Um, it's a bit twisty in turn. It's not all, sort of all the turns are in the one direction, but the majority are right-hand turns. And, um, yeah, yeah, so I do, I've used it quite a bit in sessions there's a it's a 1.5k loop on the roads around um yeah around a few houses and then there's a a um 700 meter dirt um loop there too um but yeah i chose the 1.5k loop to go around um and it was a bit blowy it was the wind wasn't i mean there was a bit of a wind but it wasn't overly bad it was a little bit protected i guess on on some sections um but it did feel i was one of those runs where you feel like um the winds just and gemma gemma was on the bike actually she she had the she had the gopro out there oh, um doing a little bit of filming and um the trees yeah, what's that
1: didn't throw it up in the tree afterwards the
0: uh the gopro nah. <laughs> <laughs> not this time no not this time <laughs> nice <laughs> not since i got it down out of the tree then yeah and then she um yeah she, she i think she's um yeah getting more accustomed to it and, and actually she's looking forward to to us switching around and me on the bike and, yeah. and having her having her running and me on the GoPro. Um, but, yeah, I um, yeah got into it. Um, got out pretty well. I think first K was around, was under three, 258. Mm. And I remember I looked down, I was like, man, I'm, I'm going 250 pace well, um, <laughs> at one point. I'm like, oh, I'm feeling pretty good. But I think that's because it was a bit of a tailwind at that point. Um, and then as soon as I got around to about 1.5 Ks, um, I remember Gemma mentioned to me, can you just relax your breathing? And I was like, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm actually sort of starting to work um, a bit harder than – work a bit more than I was really hoping to at that point. then next K, yeah, it was, it was bang on three minutes. And then, yeah, after I got through that second K, I was starting to really feel it. Um, and I just knew that you know, I'd just have to try to maintain a, a reasonable rhythm. And, um, yeah, I think it went around sort of 306 um 304 307 ish something like that to yeah end up with a 15 18 um so yeah i was happy with that in the end and i mean we, it's been pretty tough because obviously we've been in lockdown and and we're our, our whole routine of our normal training cycles kind of got thrown out a little bit we had the the 60 minute 60 minute um you know minimum outside time that you could do so um when I sort of thought of like initially when I was, cause I was hoping to get closer to 15 um, cause I did that time trial, I don't know a couple of two, two or so months ago and, and got quite close to 15. Um, yeah. And this time was a little bit off that. So I was a little bit disappointed initially, but thinking about it and thinking about what we've been and, you know, it's, it's been a bit fatiguing even yeah, um, just being in this lockdown and um, even like mentally a little bit draining too. So, yeah, I was happy, happy in the end and it was, um, It was something that I, um, yeah, that I will look back on and and just be be content with, and yeah, uh, and I was happy to beat you, so that was um, that was the main thing,
2: I guess.
0: Yeah,
1: no, it was a cracking run under the circumstances with the bill with with what you sort of had thrown at you in the last. All all of us in Melbourne, I guess, has um in that situation Mm -hmm. in terms of training and. Um, yeah, I, I, yeah, I was I was stoked to see that result, and it's great that we're close as well because I know um, when you banged out that 15, I was you know I was definitely not in that shape um, pre-lockdown, and this has um, really given me a good impetus to, to focus in. And um, yeah, it's it's good having that targeting again. And I think um, I think a lot of athletes have missed um, having those milestones of races and, and something to really work to. And, and uh, yeah, it was um, yeah it was great great to see you uh, get that result, and uh, I'll be be keen to turn the tables is i think the next one we do we, we should be in a position you know fingers crossed that we can actually do it together and uh, that'll add another another layer of uh, yeah another another element to the to the racing
0: yeah that's the thing isn't it? like it i mean yeah you could you could really it's, it's a bit more challenging i think going solo to really yeah. dig deep and try to you know get you know I mean, you can get into that sort of fifth gear and, and start hurting but there's another sort of level that you go to when you're in a competition format. Um and like I was picturing like as if you were sort of sitting on me at, at one point now like oh, <laughs> Zach is just on my back. I've got to I've yeah. got to put in an effort here and try to break and drop him. Yeah, um, yeah I was trying to you know, yeah envisage that sort of thing and, and make it into a bit more of a race but yeah it's it's a little bit different to to the real thing. Um, but yeah and then I got back to the car and yeah, I quickly checked the phone and, and there'd be nothing, nothing from you. Um, and then I thought, hey, he's probably warming up about now. And then yeah, not long later, I um oh yeah, half an hour or so later, all of a sudden I get this message and and it's you sending through your link to your Strava activity. I'm <laughs> like, oh jeez, oh, I reckon he's got me here. Um, but yeah, clicked on it and I was I was actually really um yeah, stoked with with your run. Um Cause yeah, I, I was I wasn't sure how you were going. You in during the week you said you'd been a little bit flat, a little bit fatigued, um, been been under the pump a fair bit, um, and then yeah, to get that result, you must be pretty damn happy.
1: Yeah, I was I was stoked with it, Matty, and thanks for that. Cause yeah, I, I think um yeah, Brady's been kind of our intermediate in the middle, trying to um as, as our group messages where I've sort of um you know had a bit of a whine about being flat, fatigued, and he was sort of helping us um both get up for it, and and um. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're right. I, I think, I think everyone's sort of feeling that um, a bit of a lockdown fatigue. And I, again, uh, that during the week, I, you know, I even took the Wednesday off. I was just, I was a bit under the pump of work and everything. And I just thought I just need a break and just need to um, rest. And it really, it's, it's funny when those, those weeks leading into a race or a time trial and I could sort of every run, I, um, you know, I don't consciously look at my watch about pace, but they were a lot slower. And it was almost like I was getting, I knew I was sort of getting ready for to, to have a go and, and really put it all out there. And yeah, even yeah. warming up, I felt pretty average in the warm up. But that is another thing where I kind of remind myself that, you know, often the best races I've had, I've felt really average in the warm ups. And um, yeah. I had my good mate, and uh, I guess he's, he's a, a training partner, um, especially during this lockdown, because we're in the, the same kind of bubble, is uh, with al Ayla. And uh, he, he volunteered himself to get on the bike and um, and jump on and, and pace me, and uh, that was that was a really big boost because I've solo time trials and we did it, I did it on the road at um, in Yarra Boulevard, and you know, admittedly the start is a nice gentle downhill. And I I was talking to Al during the week about it, about how we're going to attack it, and I thought, look, I'm actually going to be pretty aggressive early and try and hold a pretty solid pace, and then see what happens to the back half. because. Doing these sessions, they've come out, you know, I've had some mixed result with sessions, I've had some really good ones and some real some other ones where I've just been exposed as to the lack of kind of long runs and the mileage in the legs. And yeah, it was it was interesting. I kind of knew I was doing the strides. I said to her, I said, yeah, this I was, you know, I tried to um something I've been working on is sort of instead of being nervous, is saying I'm actually excited and uh, sort of mm. around and saying, I'm actually excited to see where i'm at and changing that mindset is okay this is a test and we've been you know as a coach we've been really getting behind our athletes and saying this is an opportunity it may not be your 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 pb today but it's an opportunity to see where you're at um and this yeah and i was able to sort of get out pretty strong and yeah even um it's funny you know you you know going to that momentum i sort of looked at my watch i thought like we're going pretty solid here and then i must have been a bad spot in the GPS and it said 330s and I was like, oh, geez, it's not good. So I sort of said to Al, push on. In fact, then the watch recalibrated recab- uh, and it was like 255s and I was like, oh, geez, okay, settle down. Um, <laughs> and then, yeah, the first few Ks, I was sort of in that 301, 302 range and I actually felt really comfortable, but like strong. It felt, but it's funny how things can change um, quite quickly in a 5K and it sort of, I went from sort of hero to, just <laughs> thinking, uh, oh, I'm in a bit of strife here at sort of 3K. And as we were approaching, we were sort of heading along, um, you know, Fierro Boulevard, the listeners know that, um, a lot of cyclists mm. there. And the turnaround point, there was a group of cyclists that were about to turn, and then an oncoming car came, and I had to give way to both lots. And in a way, it actually really helped me to get back on it because I sort of slowed right down and almost just slung, you know, slingshot out of it. Uh, yeah, so, and that was, and I sort of um, thought to myself, it's a real, and I sort of mentioned this to some athletes during the week about breaking it into, you know, whether it's five minute, lot, uh, five minute, uh, five minute portions. And, you know, I got there, and I was like, hey, okay, just got to keep pushing for another five minutes here. And, um, yeah, and it was, it was a real challenge. Like, it, it really hurt. And it was great just to go back to the well. Like, I haven't felt that for a long time and just, just, you know, simulate a race as best you can. I think it's it's uh, yeah, it really excites me to get out there and test myself against some um, other people because yeah, you can push yourself uh, with someone there on the bike, but there's another layer when you've got three or you know, three or four other people in a pack mm. and moves and responding. So yeah, it was exciting to um just to get back out there and, and kind of feel that. Because you do sessions and you you do them hard, but you, they're not to the level when you actually really throw everything at it. So yeah, it was it was fun. I I was really good. for a throwback to to real racing again for me.
0: Yeah, that's good. Yeah, and I was very impressed when it when that popped up. Because I mean, you were talking, you weren't too sure. You're like, oh yeah, I'll hopefully get a um, break sixteen, and and then I was like, oh no, I reckon he's going a little bit better than that after I'm um, seeing some of the sessions pop up and um yeah you put it together this morning and I mean it's a good sign for for um things to come when you because I know you're trying you think about um yeah jumping out for a 10k or something and and yeah so you must be pretty um excited about how that came out today and then sort of give a give a bit of a spur on for build up to a 10k yeah
1: for sure I think there's yeah I'm I'm probably hovering at 80k weeks so I think I can um start to you know with with coming off the, you know, start to get my longer runs back out to a bit longer and yeah, even yeah. So it's, it's, it's a good, good position to be in, uh, heading towards 10k, uh, builder for sure. Yep, absolutely. Mate, mate. Yeah,
0: yeah. we um, we had a great battle, but geez, we were well and truly outshone, um, by some amazing results from us and, um, run to PB, run to PB legends there. And, um, you, you had some come through to, today.
1: Yeah, I had a number of athletes go around um, over this over this two week period for the um, for this virtual five k. And I know um, you know we've we really will. Uh, one of my athletes, he had a cracking run. He broke five, uh, broke eighteen minutes. I know um, he's. We've done a few time trials over these breaks, so he's he's come quite accustomed to it. And the thing is, he um, he did this one in a different location, and I was I sort of hinted at it earlier where about often you do i do a lot of sessions on the Yarra boulevard so it was quite a different mindset and like you mentioned you did your sessions on that um that 1.5k mm-hmm. loop and it's you've got to read a uh, guess detach yourself from is this a session or the race day and i got I guess i was able to lock in but i um i know with will we've done a lot of sessions and time trials around princess park and this time you actually chose to do it at a different location around parkville which is a loop course and it was four laps and you know he he had a cracking run he had um you know the he had one of his mates there pace him and yeah cracked 18 minutes uh, and that really sets him up and he's going to start building towards the 10 as well so that was um it was exciting to see lauren das and lauren's been on the show a couple of times um amazing uh (laughs) agonizingly close is the um the word she used in her strava description to uh to 20 minutes and to be honest, we were aiming just at, this was a segment that she'd uh, mapped out. I think just quietly a triathlete in the area had it, and she was pretty keen to, to uh, knock the visor off and uh, get that get that crown. And she, uh, she well and truly got it, and then went on to proceed to run the extra. I think the segment was about 4.6, maybe 4, And then she went on to run the extra just to get the 5, uh, 5K out. Tough little segment um so yeah I think it's around 2010 and that that's up 20s there for the taking it's just going to be a matter of time and a location when we want to actually uh pull the trigger on that one uh another exciting result was Dilruk a new athlete with me Dilruk uh few of the listeners might know him he's been on he's been on a few tv shows um Utopia have you been paying attention you've probably seen him um I think he was on um a celebrity, get me out of here, The Australian edition. At one point, and he's he's been on an amazing journey. Um, you know, he's turned his life around in terms of a weight loss journey, and now he's found his love for running. And uh, yeah, got in touch with me and um, been working just in the last six weeks, and he knocked off a minute over the five k. And you know, lockdown for him's been really challenging in his line of work. Obviously, a professional comedian, Melbourne Comedy Festival closed. You know, a lot of the gigs, and um, he's had to sort of pivot into to different areas and uh quite a stressful sort of situation and running's been great for him, a really good outlet and absolutely uh yeah, stoked with his progress because we're starting to do um I think he, he openly admits that sort of he was just just <laughs> getting out the door and just making it up as he goes and we've we've added some structure. He's doing you know, he did one K reps the other week and fart legs. He's getting really into and he, you know, it's been exciting to see his progress in just six weeks. He's taken a minute off his uh, 5K PB. And, yeah, that did that out in Melbourne, uh, just along the Yarra. And then back out in Castle, Maine, out in regional Victoria, we had Andrew. He, he went sub 20. So from Castle, Maine, and, and that was a great run from Andrew. It just shows you the scope of the the breadth of um, runners we have got here. It's that Andrew did his sub 20 out in castle Maine. and then VJ was in bangalore in india and he rolled his sub 20 ran 1829 actually over 5k um he's on the return um and we had vj on a couple of weeks ago so yeah it was um it was a great result for vj as well but yeah um and and we've got heaps more results that have just been coming through we just thought we'd highlight a few but maddie you had some of your athletes go around
0: yeah, I did. Yeah, I, I kind of actually draw a little bit of inspiration from from um, seeing the results come through, and, and like it's so exciting um, to to you know be that kind of like a, a real small part of um, of the I guess the performance or something. But um, yeah, just a, a small part. But I just get it such a thrill of seeing, and it kind of spurred me on today um, with with my five um, k time trial. And um, yeah, so we had um on actually Thursday night. Uh, Phil up in Brisbane he um, yeah he's he's building for a 10k in a couple of weeks and yeah we set it as a a bit of a target um, yeah to sort of I wanted him to start out around 10k pace and then work into it over the last couple of k and he just said that he was feeling really good over those first couple of k so he pushed it a little bit further and then managed to still kick it down really strong and he got an equal pb in 2003 and um, yeah that was a a fantastic result for Phil, who's um, yeah, who's been um, who's been yeah, so consistent for quite some time now. Um, ever since he since he signed up earlier this year, so I reckon he, yeah, he's got a big ten k in him going. Especially, I really like seeing if he can finish off a five k um, kick down over that last sort of um, well, sort of two k. I reckon it's a really good sign for for how you're looking for the ten k. Um, and then his wife, actually, she um, ran the jetty to jetty half um, last Saturday, and um, she managed, yeah, a seven minute PB, uh, running an hour fifty. Um, yeah, that was a huge result from her. We'd, we'd sort of um, been building for for that um, run for a while, and and yeah, it was so good to see her see her um, all the hard work pay off, and and um, yeah, I mean, it, and that course. From what I've heard is isn't the easiest course. Like it can be um there's a few few heels in it. Um can get obviously quite hot up there up in Queensland. So yeah she um she stuck to the plan and and um yeah executed her race perfectly and, and it was yeah amazing amazing job by by Phil and Jenna there. Um and they're also at the same race the jetty to jetty um Katie Dow who we've also had on um had on a couple of times um on the podcast and yeah she was backing up from a huge um half marathon a few weeks ago um and we just wanted to set this 5k up um just as a as a sort of a lead in um to a build up for a marathon later this year and um yeah so she um yeah so she didn't um get i'm not sure if she just didn't enter as a, as an elite entry but um mm. She yeah, ended up 11th in 2006, but they had it in waves and um, the elite um, runners went off first and then um, everyone else was, was meant to go maybe two minutes later. Um, but yeah, it ended up she had to go off. Um, I think it was like five minutes later or something like that. And yeah, there were some people who ran, who, I think third place was about 1930 or
1: 1940.
0: Um, and Katie came through storming. She had to overtake a lot of people and stuff and and, yeah, I think if she had have, um, had have been in that sort of front group with the elite field, she she could have, um, yeah, pushed up a, a lot further up the places. Um, but it was still a great result, and she's bounced off that race this week and had some cracking sessions. So, yeah, it was a great it was a great one for her to, to get her back, um, back firing again after the half a few weeks ago. Um, we also had Sarah. Uh, she actually did a half last week on Saturday um, as a time trial Um around um yeah up in, up in parkville um and then yeah it was just a, it was tough conditions last week it was windy and it was hot um and so yeah she she got through it um and it wasn't her best result but i think yeah just given the circumstances and hearing everyone else who had a time trial last saturday everyone struggled mm. um so yeah and it in a half marathon solo um like that i think the, the um, more the, I mean, there's physical gains, but the mental gains as well. Like, you've got to be mentally strong for, to finish that off. And, and no, I was so impressed with that run. Um, then, and then she backed up. We, we had a bit of a discussion to see how she was um, feeling throughout the week. Because um, normally I wouldn't set, like, a 5K a week later after a half, but, um, I think the toll on her body wasn't as much as, as what it would if she absolutely she sort of um, you know got closer to her PB, which is just an hour, which is um, just outside an hour and a half. So um, yeah, we decided that she felt she she said she was feeling good, and we still backed it off and and didn't um, really do any sessions during the week, just a couple of strides, and then yeah, she backed up and hit 1940. So yeah, another sub 20 for her, and there was yeah a huge run from her. Um, and then up in Stoll had Dan. Um, yeah, so Dan messaged me a, a few weeks ago. Um, he is one of the big dogs up, up in Horsham, and yeah, he messaged me a few weeks ago saying that he he had um, teed up a, a 5k time trial um, with 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 a with another athlete, another another big dog up big dog up in Stoll, and they were having a bit of a match race, and so they booked the track up there. Um, and yeah, Soss, who's also he's been on the show, and, and his son went out there for, for cheering and um and uh, photo and video um, taking um, and um time calling out the splits as well. And so they were planning to run eighty four second laps to start with, and then sort of kick it home. And yeah, he he managed to to crack a PB um, on the track and ran seventeen twenty seven. And yeah, another another amazing result there from um from yeah another really impressive run to pb athlete and yeah i think they're they're looking to um, book that stall track once a month now and and have some time trials and some some track um sessions and things like that just to yeah build that sort of community spirit i guess around around running itself so yeah massive massive day um and really ecstatic just to see these results come through and everyone just going out there and having a crack
1: yeah, there's so many, and we're, we're not going to go through every single one. But we'll yeah. obviously, uh, our socials will um will be celebrating some of the achievements. Um, and yeah, I feel the coaches sent through a couple just before we went to air. I know um, was it Jack Davies sent through one of our um, Chris Timewell had a cracker of a run. He um yeah went out around twenty one thirty seven over one of his park run um courses. So that was just a, a
3: result
0: just off a PB. And then we had um, Andy Buchanan, had one of his athletes, Tom, um, run a PB in the 5K, running 17, 18, um, 28 seconds, um, I believe it was from a few weeks ago.
1: That was a a belter. And actually, um, Andy, I know he he mentioned another guy who actually did a 10K today. He broke um, first real crack at a 10K, sub 40, 39.03. So, um, a few other athletes giving having a, a crack over a different distance, and yeah, that's- another one, I, uh, Mads, uh, Madeline Heiner, one of our um, one of our coaches, she sent through image and one of our athletes knocked off thirty seconds off her five k PB. So it was just raining PBs. And um, I know Steph Austin actually went around today. She ran herself a five k, um, did a handy yeah. uh, handy run, but her co- um, one of her athletes. Uh Llewellyn, who's been on um he's, he's the ultra man, he's done some crazy stuff out on the trails, but he actually suited up for a short one, which is you know 5k for him, which is a walk in the park. He cracked some 17 minutes. So um, as you do, he's he's dropped down distances and um yeah, bashed out
0: a And then uh, yeah, Gemma had David um David Best up in Brisbane as well. Um ran a 30-second PB in 2134. So yeah, all, all over the country we we're, yeah. <laughs> we're um, getting these results coming through, around the world, even Zaka.
1: Yeah, uh, it's exciting, and um, we did have a big event uh, that uh, that Chris Armstrong and, and Brady had a had a hand in down in Shepparton uh, with a lot of um, run to PB athletes that are based in that area, all getting together. Obviously, um, their restrictions are a lot more what uh, more looser down there, so you can actually um, organise some sort of um, Know, safe events in terms of the way they set this one up and they're really strategic about it having time heats and, and all the rest and we actually got our um, we've got our man on the ground who was out there chris who was coaching pacing um, but yeah he was he was doing everything i think he got us access to the track there and um yeah we're gonna we're gonna patch him in for a bit of a recap of the event so um yeah looking forward to hear from chris
0: yeah absolutely so yeah let's um let's get him on
1: Oh, welcome to the show, Chris Armstrong. Firstly, mate, oh. uh, how are you going? Good, good.
2: Now, nice to be having a chat again. It's um, mate, it's a glorious spring day up here, probably 25, 26 degrees, barely a cloud in the sky and just, yeah, living the dream. Well, I guess living the COVID dream.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, you're living a better dream than a few of us, Matty and myself down here in Melbourne, who are uh, in the in the 5K bubble. <laughs> but um, yeah. Yeah, and, and today you, you got to um, yeah almost show off to a couple of us that uh, were able to organise that uh, awesome meet that you had down there for Run to BB Athletes in Shepparton.
2: Yeah, oh, mate, we had an absolute ball. Um, give you an idea. So, I don't know, probably when I was little, I used to get up at stupid o'clock for Christmas, but um, yeah, I somehow just woke up at 3.30 this morning and couldn't get <laughs> back to sleep. I was that pumped for today. So, yeah, um, yeah hey, we mate. sort of... Oh, I loved it it was so good and you know we're not talking any big scale events like i think um, probably people that floated in and out there might have been 20 to 25 different faces that we saw across the whole morning but just to be able to get together with a few people and see them in the flesh yeah see a few people run some pbs uh, and just the genuine joy of people the socializing and being proud of how they did but celebrating other people's successes as well um you know i guess we've all been living largely digitally with our friends over the last six months and it just felt like a great big release today um you know admittedly on a very much smaller scale there was no fanfare there was no (laughs) presentations or bells and whistles or anything like that i mean mate we didn't even have toilets so Mm. the guys got sent to the servo over the road um (laughs) for the facilities but yeah um just I was so grateful just to, um, you know, have a little taste of it again.
0: Yeah, it's such a good point about, like, that enjoyment aspect of it. Um, and it, it is it's very raw what what you have to do there to, like, in these situations and, like, without a crowd and, and without all the spectators, without all the hoo-ha that you can have with a fun run. Um, yeah, but you guys did such a good job out, out there. And I was, yeah, like, I, I was pumped to see um the results come through and yeah it sort of inspired me um as well
2: yeah we were super oh, jealous
0: down here in melbourne and and I
1: know Brady said but so was it did you guys end up having three heats sort of three yeah we
2: yeah yeah we did um so like we had kicked off at seven thirty and originally that was just gonna be I guess more of my guys from Sheppard and just you know they had a few things um you know for later on in the morning. So we thought, Oh look, we'll we'll start off early and we'll make sure that we're out of the way for um for Brady and Archie and those boys to, to go around but got a message real early like just after five o'clock this morning from Brady. Um, he he's up with Huddy, with Hudson so so not, we're coming across we want to pace. Um, we want to come in and get involved and um, yeah which was awesome. So um, Brady and, and Archie actually Archie was a little bit late but um, Brady and Glenn jumped in and did some pacing with our guys um, and helped a, a few of my runners to PBs which they were over the moon about um so that kicked off about 7 30 and then sort of brady and and i guess the, the elites um as we refer to them um they went round around uh, probably quarter past eight and then you know just before nine o'clock we had a third third group go as well um and yeah sort of pbs um, in all three races which was awesome yeah
0: so who do you have going around and, and did well
2: yeah so um i had what we have today i had six of my runners go around in the 5K. No, mm. seven, sorry. Um, probably I, out of my group, we had three PBs. My run runner for the day was probably Kirsten Arthur. Um, not necessarily the fastest time, but Kirsten took, I think it was another 50 seconds out of her 5K PB and just continued yeah, on the amazing year that she's had. She's had PBs in the 3K, the 10K and the half, and um, her her last PB for the five I was blown away with when she sort of ran sort of 21, 36, but, um, she had a bit of a stretch goal to, to run sub 21. And I thought, Oh, I was a bit worried she was going to blow up. And she, she got taken around on the Brady Truffle pace train. And I know he (laughs) likes to bank time early. So I was a bit nervous, but, um, you know, and I was thinking maybe she might run, you know, if she had a good day, maybe she'd run 21 to 2110, but she came home in 2046 and um, was only a couple of seconds behind um, Anna Turnbull, who she was only two seconds away from a PB, but on paper, you know, there's probably a a bigger gap I thought between Anna and Kirsten, but Kirsten just showed how tough she is and, and how competitive she is and, Oh, mate, you couldn't wipe the smile off her face. She, um, it was funny. She got there, we had a 7.30 start. She got there maybe quarter past seven thinking it was quarter to eight and she had her two kids with her and she got into a bit of a panic, but, um, she said all that aside and just went and had, you know, probably arguably I reckon her best performance of the year. I was so happy for her. Um, probably the other one I'm, I'm super proud of. So it's Anna energy, um, Anna, which sort of sounds like an energy, but, um, it's Anna, um, Anna has been running since she was a a young girl and she's sort of, she's, I won't give away her age, but she's not quite 40. Um, She's always wanted to run sub 20 for 5K. um, And we've been working together for the last couple of months and she went well under today. She took her PB from 2020 down to 1946. And um, yeah, just stoked for her. Um, She's sort of very shy and softly spoken, but um, just to see the smile on her face afterwards was so good.
1: Was this the first time for a few of these on the track or are these
2: regulars that get on the track, but they just haven't been able to
1: get to a track meet like this
2: for a little while? Yeah. Um, Anna, Anna G has never run on a track ever. Um, and probably like most of the other guys just through Shep runners club training, we've had a bit of access to the track that, mm. um, you know, you get, Someone like Anna Turnbull, she, they, her and her husband own and operate an apple orchard. So most of her running is up and down between the apple trees. So she's, you know, we've had a fairly wet winter and let's let's just say she hasn't had much firm ground to run on for a few months. So... Mm. I was saying to her during the week, she knocked out a set of 400s, um, you know, and there wasn't on paper anything impressive about them. We're talking, you know, sort of 440 to 450 pace and nothing that really indicated she was going to run 2042. But, you know, you put a fast set of shoes on and jump on an ass track and have a morning where there's not even a breath of wind. You know, it was eight to 10 degrees and, you know, bang, there's an effort, you know, equal to that of anything she's ever run before. So, um, it's pretty cool that when it all comes together regardless of whether you've never run on a track if you've been slopping away up and down your orchard or you know what the mm. circumstances are you can still put together a pretty good result
1: and there's a there's a lot to be said for jumping in with other 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 runners you got Brady on the front was he barking orders uh,
2: as he as he paced <laughs> <laughs> no it was um it was pretty cool he sort of Let's just say, I don't think Brady's run too many 21 minute 5Ks before. So he wasn't quite sure what the splits were going to be. So once we did a bit of math and figured that out, he's like, yep, no worries. I've got that. Um, did it in, I think the sort of the full length skins and the long sleeve top. Um, photos, style. Yeah, questionable. Yeah, yeah. Uh, seen some outfit. photos. <laughs> Might have to share some of those on the social So <laughs> see what we're talking about. But, um, yeah, it was great. Only I mean, he, he, full credit to Brady. He actually, paced it really evenly, and um, when the so the three girls that he had, he had Anna, Kirsten, and Kate, who all you know they're only six seconds apart. Um, he helped them get through under that twenty-one minute barrier. Um, you know, very encouraging. There was no there was no big dog on Brady. Trail for look at me. It was um he was very much the team player and um. You didn't yeah, keep finishing you know, down the down the front straight. <laughs> no, I will tell you what. What was really pleasing, he actually pulled to the side. He went, ran out to about lane five or six and let everyone come through. So technically, yeah. he might have been a DNF um, <laughs> for that one. So, but no, it was it was great. Um, well, I didn't actually let any of the guys know that Brady was keen on pacing them until um, he got there, or you know, five minutes before we were going to start, and. Um, yeah, you know, know, it's one of Brady's favourite words, but there was a fair bit of froth around when um, they, Brady and Glenn put their hands up to do some pacing. So, um, yeah, I think that was probably the key to a couple of those times as well. Just having the great man out there um, putting on a bit of a show. <laughs> yeah.
0: And Brady had some um, athletes himself um, roll out some pretty impressive five Ks too.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, I oh, know I've come across Josh Kelly before Josh has come and run at the Shepparton running festival in the 10 K and pretty sure he ran a PB last start in Shep. So, you know, Josh probably loves Shepparton now, but yeah. he um, came across from Lake Boga, stayed in Shep last yeah. night, got up, you know, pretty early this morning and got down to the track, you know, watched all the races and, um, yeah, he ran a great time. Yeah. You know, had guys come across from Bendigo and it's it's pretty humbling, actually. I mean, I know there's not a lot on at the moment, but, um, you know, to be able to give guys the opportunity to jump in the car for a couple of hours and, you know, be really excited to come across and do it and see them run well and feel like they got, I guess, good value out of the time they invested mm-hmm. to come across, that was awesome. I loved that. And I think it's been,
1: it's been you know, everyone's been challenged by having to go out just train 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 and you just don't know where you're at and then to be able to all come together and, and, and throw it on the track together and and be around the community of other runners yeah you could you could really sense from the messages i was getting all the sabo about how it all went out uh, unfolded yeah it was it was it was really exciting from um, from maddie and myself and brady's point of view just to hear the impact that we're having on, on some of these athletes, um, you know, and and giving them the opportunity to get together and, and the track is, is can be a bit of an intimidating environment, I think for a lot of um, runners. So to kind of, I guess, bring it down to a bit more of a a welcoming level, I think, um, yeah, there's something in that for the future.
2: Yeah. Spot on, Zaka. Um, can totally relate to that. I know through our runners club, one of the deterrents for when we do, you know, whether it's a mile or a five K or whatever the distance is that you, so you've got this circle that we run around in and everyone's watching and you sort of feel like, Oh God, I'm going to be at the back and people are going to see me. And, um, there is that intimidation factor, but, um, it's, it's great to be able to have things like this and make it accessible to anyone that wants to come down and have a go and realize that, oh, it's not, not as scary as I thought. And, you know, just, I guess see them grow as a person from the time that they were there that day to when they left and like, yeah, yeah, i would do that again. It's pretty cool.
0: Yeah. We had Brady also yeah had a couple of made the most of it too with Brett Nicholson running at 1848. Um, and Matt Grange as well. Um, Running in nineteen twenty-two, so I mean they they made the most of the opportunity, and, and I'm sure they had a had a great day out, and they'll be yeah um, out celebrating probably Passavo. Yeah. I think Grange had
1: as, a so I think Grange had a twenty-three second PB there, so yeah, another yeah. one to the to the uh, to the list of uh, big PBs today.
2: Yeah. Great. No, it's but, awesome but, hopefully hopefully it's something we can do more of i know we're a bit more fortunate in regional areas um than, than our metro cousins but um yeah hopefully you know just that seeing the run to pb community come together and you know, even i guess a few guys from outside it like i watched archie reed pacey's brother around to run mm-hmm. um odds odd today and um, Archie's family were there taking photos and they were just as proud of, of Oscar as they were of Archie and Archie had just finished giving Brady a bit of a touch-up on the track. So, um, you know, it's, it's just really cool that it doesn't really matter what pace you're at or, um, you know, you don't, even, you don't have to be the fastest in your family or anything like that. It's that we can all enjoy it and, and be super proud that everyone's out there doing their best. And, you know, we can all relate to that. Yeah, sure. that's
1: right. Yeah. Maybe. me.
0: Um, very excited for um, yeah when we can get out of the 5k bubble and, and things start opening up to to get out to a track and yeah do the same sort of thing help pace and um and then yeah participate yourself like yeah, for sure. and get involved
1: I know we're yeah we're definitely got plans in the works to to make it happen a bit more often um, and this is a good good test case to show it um yeah it's 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 a resounding success and um, yeah let's Here's to more of these events in the future, and I think it's going to be the way way forward. And um, you know, having these, having the runs PB athletes get together, and you know, it's it's it is like I mentioned before, you're out there t- toiling away by yourself a lot, and then to be able to get together and all in the one spot and do it together, it's um, yeah, it's a, it's a good good incentive to keep the training
2: going when it gets tough. Yeah, absolutely, and I think whilst it was on a really small scale today, um, I know there's been events in the in the past, but I'll tell you what, when we get a chance to bring the whole Run to family together, geez, it's going to be good. Mm. You know, when we can all come down to Melbourne or wherever it happens to be and and just get the whole crew together, there's going to be some good times. So, um, Mm. yeah, whilst today was just a little taste and we certainly enjoyed that, um, definitely builds a bit of excitement and hype for the potential of what we can do in the future. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah.
0: Um, yeah, thanks very much for coming on, Chris, and, um, yeah, joining in and, yeah, give us a bit of an insight into how it all went down at, at Shepparton today and made us all jealous up here in Melbourne, or down here in Melbourne. And, um, yeah, <laughs> very appreciative and, and grateful for your time and, and sharing, um, yeah, how it all went.
2: Nah, yeah. Thanks, guys. Always good to thanks, catch up and so. chat. Cheers, mate. Awesome. Cheers, thanks, Zach.
1: Thanks to Chris for uh, jumping. Oh, it was amazing day down there, and uh, great to hear from the man on the ground. And uh, Maddie, it's um, you've had a you've had a busy week as well. You've uh, managed to pin down Sammy the shoe dog for a bit more of shoe chat.
0: Yeah, mate. Uh, yeah, we we uh, had a good chat, and yeah, we um, discussed um during the week what we might uh, might like to to talk about and had a, had a few people ask some questions about so yeah we we brought up the topic about racing flats um, and sort of who um, comes in the store that Sammy sees and who would benefit from from a different type of shoe to the to the super shoe um especially with the restrictions on um on the stack height of shoes that um that has come in for for track and cross country races so Oh, for, for 800 and above. So, um, yeah, we had a bit of a chat about that and it was, it was good to get input from Sammy. And, yeah, I've, I've gone out and bought some racing flats since this uh, since this chat. So, um, yeah, let's have, let's have a listen to Sammy, uh, Sammy the Shoe Dog McLean. Sammy the Shoe Dog McLean, welcome back to the show, mate. How are you
3: going? Yeah, good day, Maddie. Yeah, all good uh, from my end here. Um, bit of a wintry day here in Melbourne, down in lockdown. So yeah, been, been inside most of, most of this morning. But yeah, good good to catch up for another chat.
0: Yep, absolutely. You planning to get out later later today, or or anything?
3: Yeah, well, it's Friday, so normally um, actually often I have I have Fridays off. I just um, allow myself one one day a week where you know I don't put any pressure on myself to. To, to do a, a run or anything. So, yeah, I might either have the day fully off or jump on the wind trainer and just tick the legs over on the bike nice and easy. Um, yep. Yeah. Yeah. So, Perfect. yeah, good good to have one day off a week.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's right. Let the body recover. And um, yeah. how has the training been going? Because
3: you, you um,
0: set that bit of a target, that sub-16. Um, and, yeah, how's the, how's the training progressing? Because I did see the other day that you knocked out a few pretty swift 400s.
3: Yeah, it's been going along all right. I've, I've um, Actually, w- what I've been doing is I've, I've been looking at a lot of the favourite sessions that the Run to PB coaches have set. So I've been ticking off a few of them, which has been great because some of them are, you know, a different variation to some of the more traditional sessions that I've maybe done in the past. So that, that's been good fun. Um, yeah, this week I did a few 400s off a standing recovery. So I haven't done, haven't done 400s for a while. So it was good to... Get the legs turning over and, and go, you know, much faster than kind of 5k pace. Um yeah, and calves and Achilles pulled up pretty well the next day after that. So that that's always pleasing because yeah, you definitely get up on your toes a bit more when you're doing that faster work. Mm, that's yeah,
0: that's a good sign. And what, what shoes were you in?
3: Good question. I was in actually I've been using the Saucony Speed, which is just a fast training shoe. Uh, look, it's, it's not the greatest shoe for, for grass, which is the surface that I was doing the 400s on. But look, it's just one of those shoes that you can warm up in, roll roll straight into the session. You know, It's, it's light enough and then just kind of jog home in and it kind of ticks all the boxes. So um, yeah, haven't really pulled on anything faster than that. So looking forward to maybe jumping on the track soon and... And you know, putting a flat on or a, a, a super shoe and, and going a little bit quicker.
0: Yeah, perfect that. Well that's a good segue for um the topic we're kind of looking at today. And that is um racing racing flats. Um and I know yeah, there's obviously a big change with all the all the super shoes going around. Um, but yeah, just having a chat, I guess, about um about racing flats and what sort of um is there still a place for them. But yeah, first of all, I guess seeing from your perspective, what type of customers um, look at buying flats in the shop? And I guess what, what is the difference, I guess, between a racing flat and a super shoe?
3: Yeah. Okay. So, I mean, look, obviously with the popularity of super shoes, flats have maybe been forgotten about a little bit, you know, particularly in the last year or so, 18 months. Um, But look, we, we still definitely do get people that come in the door that, that require a a flat. So, you know, there's normally two or three types of runners that I would say, you know, this this would be their scenario. The first would probably be, you know, a a runner that's already doing some track and field um, athletics, you know, like a middle distance runner, maybe an 800 or 1500 3K type runner that, you know, that they're using spikes and they need something in training just to, you know, that they can... Use you know on the track that 's still like really fast, but maybe just a little bit more you know easier on the body versus the the spikes um, so that 's definitely one one type of runner that that we would um, put into that that kind of category as a as a racing flat um, customer. Um, the next one would probably be oh, like often we get parents that come in with their kids that have started Lou athletics, and the kids have been in like just a traditional like running shoe that they're just wearing at school and doing, you know, all their daily sport in, And then the parents kind of um, come in wanting a spike. So it's almost like a bit too much of a jump from that more traditional shoe straight into a spike because obviously spikes are very aggressive and they don't offer much cushion or support. So that's where we might look at a, a racing flat as that kind of almost like a way of transitioning from the you know traditional shoe into a spike so it's just a little bit um easier on, on on the the younger athlete there and just a good way to get used to that flatter type shoe um the, the other type of customer that we get you know it's, it's not as common but they definitely do come into the shop is you know people that are going to the gym and they're you know they're doing that like crossfit or some of those hit type circuits where there's some kind of short sprinting involved within the session. Um, and they're often on like a gym floor that's already, you know, like a little bit soft and compliant. So that's where we can look at like a, a flat that, you know, like they get some really good kind of proprioception of the ground mm-hmm. being in a flat. Um, and cause they're they're not doing like a large volume of of like running within the session they're probably going to be okay to, to wear a, just a racing flat in the gym. Um, and then probably the fourth type of runner that we would get. And again, like it's not as common, but, but sometimes we get people that have come in that have been in like shoes, like your Nike Freeze and that, you know, those really kind of light flexible type shoes, um, you know, and they've got no injury concerns and they're running, you know, five, 10 K a few times a week you know, like it, it might sound a little bit weird going, well, you know, using a racing flat as a daily trainer, but if they're getting away with not getting injured in a night free, that there's probably no reason why they couldn't just transition into a, a racing flat there, um, which is kind of like, our well, I've maybe touched on this before, but one, one aspect of our fitting philosophy is we don't like to change things too much historically from, one shoe to another. So even though someone might come in and they've been in a night free, um, you know, we don't want to just jump straight up to like, just say like a, a daily trainer. Cause that's, that's too much of a, a change for that person. Um, yeah. So that's, you know, I would say they're probably the main three or four types of people that would come into the shop where, you know, a racing flat's still kind of apl- applicable to their, their needs. Yep.
0: Uh, that's good and then what obviously with the new rules and regulations around um the stack height for the um the shoes that you can wear on track and cross country and that sits um under that 25 mil um what sort of flats i guess would um people who are looking to do those types of races so obviously not this is yeah outside, not on the road and, and things like that but on the track and but with those rules and regulations what sort of flats are there that um that they could choose to um to that you would recommend or, or that you've seen best um that they could use for that
3: yeah I, I had a bit of fun kind of looking into this Maddie, because I mean initially I just went out into my little kind of man cave slash gym where I keep all my my bikes and running shoes and that and and I just kind of went through some flats that I had from you know two years ago three years ago um boys in there uh, not the hot mollies, mate. I'm not that old, but there was a you know a, a few there, and then you know I jumped back on the computer and and went through kind of the matrix that I've got with all the specs and that on shoes. And I mean, I was surprised that some of them did fit below that that 25 mil, which you know that that kind of surprised me. And then there was others that that didn't. So yeah, look, it definitely made me investigate a little bit more and go through um, some of the brands and and some of the models that that, you know, you could definitely use on the road or on the track and you're going to be under that, that 25 mil rule. And, you know, like it was, yeah, that I was actually surprised with how many good shoes there still are that aren't super shoes, um, but actually, you know, fit within that, that regulation. So yeah, I'm happy to go through some or um, what, what do you reckon? Go go yeah. through some, some of the, yeah, yeah, cool. So look I just kind of picked i just kind of picked two two from each brand. Um, like I suppose that how, how these might complement a track better versus the road i mean in terms of weight and so forth, there really wasn 't much difference, like the offset and the weight of all these models was really similar it 's probably just the outer sole where there 's a couple of models here that might be a little bit more. Complementary to the track versus the road, and when I get to them, I, I can um, highlight them if you like. But so if I start at um, Asics, so Asics do a it's called the Tartheridge or Tartheridge, um, like that's a, definitely a shoe that you could use on the track, um, and that's one that we do often sell to people that are doing quite a bit of um, middle distance work. I'm not sure Maddie, have you seen the new new balance um, R C Elite, the the new carbon shoe? No, no, I haven't seen the Elite, no. No. Okay, so the that, that's the new so the new marathon shoe. Oh, that familiar? one yeah I've, yeah, 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 yeah I've seen it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, I'll put you, put you on the spot a bit there. But that if you look at the outer sole of that, like it's got a really good um kind of like Tacky type um, grip to it. Yeah, that that outer sole. Yeah, it actually reminds me of what's on the the uh, Asics Tarth Ridge. So that shoe definitely, um, I reckon, goes well, well on the track. Um, The other one that, like, a lot of our listeners might be familiar with, which it's probably more a road shoe, but there's no reason why you couldn't run five k on the track in it. Is the um, the DS Trainer? So you've probably heard of that. That's. We're up to uh, number 25 in that. So, it's been around a long time, the DS Trainer. And, you know, like, again, it's, it's light enough to use on the track for, for 5K. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nike. So, Nike have the, the LT Streak. Again, you're probably familiar with, with that one, mate. The, so, that, that's really light. There's not much to it. You could definitely use that on the track. Yeah. Um, the other model I looked at there, which surprised me because I've, I've actually done a lot in this shoe, like half marathons and even some marathon kind of longer workouts is the the zoom elite. Um, So that surprised me because that was only 23 mil. um, And it's got, it feels like there's quite a bit of cushion underfoot with that shoe. Um, So again, like it's maybe not, it's not the fastest five K track shoe, but Mm. um, definitely one of those ones that you could go longer in and be well under that that 25 mil regulation uh, brooks this was a little bit harder there was like the hyperion like the older versions of that model so their then latest model of that is is now a carbon shoe but the older version hyperion that that sat under the 25 mil um, new balance have a couple the the 1500 um, and the 1400 again like you know very lightweight Um, you know, quite minimal type shoes that you could definitely use for five K on the track. Mm. Uh, What else was there? Are many of these familiar to you, Matty? Like are they, are they shoes you've heard about in the past or?
0: Definitely hurt shoes. I've heard about, but a lot of the times I end up, if I find a shoe that I like, I stick with it. Um, Sure. And one of those, yeah, was the lunar racer. Um, And I did a lot of, um, a lot of track sessions, Probably not too many track races because I think it would have been more in spikes, but also some marathons, um, and they're at twenty four mil, so they just dip under that twenty five mil. Uh, but yeah, I really, yeah, cool. liked, really liked um, that pair. I know um, Zachalite <laughs> yeah. as well. He hits and yeah,
3: yeah, yeah. yeah, I
0: remember and, that. Um, Dane Beroy yeah. train we'll do train with a lot. Um,
3: yeah, we we all, all had the lunar racer. Yep. Yeah. yeah, and that I mean that was the f- interesting thing about like going through all these models, you almost have to go back two or three models to find the ones that were under that 25 mil. So even though when the brands have updated their racing flats, they wouldn't have taken into consideration this whole 25 mil thing because it wasn't a, you know, it was it wasn't a ruling at the the time, but it's just um, almost coincidental that the latest models are mainly over 25 mil. Whereas yeah, you know, shoes like the Lunar Racer and that, and some of the older models sit well below that that 25 mil. So another, you know, another couple of brands, I looked at uh, Socony, like they've always done some really good, fast, lightweight shoes. So they've got the type A9, which again, no reason why you couldn't run 5K on the track in that. Mm. Or the Fast Twitch, like the Fast Twitch is another one there that I reckon you could get away with. Um And then I even like, kind of came across a few other brands that maybe aren't that as familiar to our listeners, but they had a few offerings that I reckon would work. So, Ultra is a brand that it's quite a, um, you know, their shoes are, most of their shoes are quite minimal. Um, So, they've got one that was called the Escalante Racer. Um, That looked really good, actually. So, that was, that was one, even sketches had one, which was um, the speed six, which is the go meb um, so i 'm guessing maybe that was uh, Meb's marathon shoe um, and then even reebok reebok had a had an offering i, I can 't think of the model, but that that was definitely a shoe that you could probably consider on the the track so yeah, I mean, look, I've probably just mentioned, I don't know, 15, 16 models there. So there's there's definitely some models out there that people are going to be able to have a look at that, yep. um, you know, if they do want to run some some track races and make sure they're sticking within that 25 mil regulation, there's there's still some really good shoes out there.
0: Yep. Yeah, it's interesting talking about because I'm um, looking to do a 5k hit out tomorrow and I'm not sure I'll probably do it on the track but yeah i think i just because it's a time trial um i'll i'll chuck a shoe, super shoe on uh, I'll, I'll well with the next percent but yeah obviously if it was um to be in um a competitive track race itself yeah, yeah obviously you have to look at something else like that or, or yeah look at a spike or something and no i haven't been in a spike for a, a long way so i don't know how the calves and the and Achilles would really look really,
3: really <laughs> yeah but um so do you do you still have any lunar races like um they kind
0: of oh I reckon I've got a pair there, but they're very worn out. I probably did maybe two marathons in them uh, and a couple of build-ups for them. Um, yep. but yeah. And I, I always wear the outside of them out so much they end up yeah. holes in the upper, um actually. Yep. So yeah, they that'll be well yep. gone. Um so I don't think I'd yep. I'd be able to really um, jump into those mm-hmm. anymore. Um but yeah, yeah. do you still see a place. For um, racing flats for run, racing flats for for runners that um, don't race on the track and yeah and have access to a and so don't have access to a super shoe either especially like cost because I know a lot of the super shoes cost um, you know they're they're not cheap um, and so yeah do you see like a place for the racing flats?
3: I think so. And look, I think we might have touched on this um, in a prior episode where we we're talking about how we can use shoes for certain injuries and, and particular sessions. So I definitely reckon, you know, th- there still is a place for, for racing flats in your rotation. So, um, I mean, like, like, like that example you just used earlier about, like, you would be reluctant to pull on a pair of spikes, given that you, you feel like your calves and Achilles aren't, aren't quite ready for that. I definitely reckon like that's where you could implement a racing flat just to, you know, get some strength and capacity back through the Achilles and calf and maybe, you know, whether or not you do eventually, you know, transition into a, a spike again, or, you know, you might actually find you, you rediscover, um, you know, some real enjoyment running in, running in a racing flat. Um, you know, and then the, I reckon there's other examples like a, you know, like if we look at the Athletics Victoria season, like something, you know, a few of the coaches on board are familiar with, like every now and then we get to one of those cross-country races, and if we haven't had rain for a while, mm-hmm. you know, often the courses can be like quite firm and and dry. Mm-hmm. So I reckon that's, that's, you know, a prime example where like a racing flat has still has a real purpose. Um, you know, I think of, think of a course like Bandura when you're out the back there and you're running down the the side of that hill um, like, like I mean, I know you probably can't be in super shoes now, but imagine like being in a super shoe running down the side of that hill. You'd,
2: mm.
3: you'd almost fall off the shoe. Like it's just so unstable. Um, so yeah, I reckon, you know, you're firmer type cross country races. And then even like through the week when you might be doing something like some hill, hill repeats or some shorter, faster sessions on, on an oval again, I, I think, uh, a racing flat complements that type of training really well versus, you know, a super shoe. Um, What's probably another example and just, yeah, maybe just from an injury rehabilitation point of view, if someone is coming back from a calf injury or an Achilles injury and they're trying to, you know, strengthen that area in a really controlled, sensible way, you could maybe just pull on some flats and do some strides in just to, you know, purposely load that area, um, yeah, and, and get some strength back into it. So, I mean, look, it, it, there've never been a huge portion of um, the types of shoes we sell, but, but look, I don't have a definitive answer as to, you know, with all the, the innovation with um, carbon shoes, will we still see flats on the market? Um, I'm not sure, but... I mean, this conversation and just doing a little bit of research into this episode, you know, it almost did get me excited again about some of the, you know, even some of the flats that I've still got sitting out there that, like, there's really no reason why I can't go and pull them on and just, you know, run in them again. Um, You know, and like, even like Nike have got their Streak 7 coming out. You know, I've always really loved that shoe. Look, it sits over the 25 mil regulation, but um, I'd be more than happy to pull that on for some grass sessions through the week. So yep. yeah, no, I think, um, and like you said, like just from a durability point of view and cost like racing flats are normally like really well priced. Um, and you know, they because you're in, the volume of session that you're doing in them isn't that big. The durability lot kind of lasts a long time as well versus, you know, the super shoe that sometimes you're going to get pretty limited mileage out of. Yeah. So
0: um yeah, so I to mention yeah, that um Bondura because I a year well not this year, obviously it must have been last year and I, um, at the time you could wear I guess the, the super shoes because the rules regulations weren't in place at that point. Yep. But I, I didn't want to wear um, the four percenters, but I, I put the um, zoom flyers on that was a terrible
3: Sure, <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Were, they the, were they the fly knit or? Yeah. The,
0: um, Yeah. I think they were the fly knit. Yeah. Yeah. And so stuff. the
3: knit doesn't hold your foot very well either. So, nah, it was you know, again, like running down any type of hill that might be on an angle, um, your foot's just slipping over that, the mm. footbed. So your foot really doesn't feel very secure.
0: Yeah.
3: Um, whereas some of those racing flats have a, a really good snug, um, you know, fit to them. Yeah. Yeah, because I, I mean, what, what what would have you worn, like, like, let's just say the Athletics Victoria season went ahead this year, like something like at, say, Gels Park, that first, the relay race. Like, what would have you put on this year for that?
0: Yeah, that's a good, I mean, uh, that's a good question. And, and I I had been thinking about it a lot. And I, I had that debate um, about what to wear because I know <laughs> yeah. Dane and I, Dane Verwey and I ran in the same shoes on that day in Bunda and we were both like, that was a terrible choice. But we just didn't have anything else, I guess, to go to. And, yeah, I don't remember. Yeah. I'm pretty sure the lunar racer that I had in the cupboard was just completely worn down. Um, I wasn't sure. ready and, and I didn't um, want to chuck the spikes on because I hadn't done any training in them. Um, like yep. I, if I, I like the spikes would have been my, my go-to option if... I had a, had um, been prepared for it, um, but yeah, I, I'm not too. I'm not exactly too mm. sure what I would have gone yeah. with Jules Park. I might have. I mean, I probably would have maybe done two sessions um, to see how the spikes felt, and then yep. done a, done the um done the race with the spikes on. I, I'm pretty sure I would have tried that. But if the spikes yep. didn't work out and my calves were just pulling up way too sore, and um, yeah, it was risking. I guess the rest of the season. Um, just the one race, then I'm not too sure what I would have gone yeah. with. Yeah.
3: So. But I mean, that that's kind of probably really beneficial for people that are listening because I reckon that example is probably where a lot of people are right now with their with their shoe rotation. Like they've probably all got their carbon shoes and they've probably got their, you know, daily trainers and faster session shoes. But But, you know, for those that might be considering like, you know, doing something like the Athletics Victoria season, Mm. um, maybe some people need to consider, you know, have I become a little bit too reliant on these high stack carbon Mm. shoes? And do I need to almost retrain the body a little bit again and and get back into some flats and um, not, not, not fear that, you know, am I going to do something here that's going to jeopardize my Achilles and calves, Mm. but look at it more as an opportunity to go, well, yeah, I need to, you know, I need to retrain that that part of my body and get strong again, and be mm-hmm. confident that I can actually pull on a, a, racing flat. Because, you know, it's crazy to think like three years ago you're running a marathon in a lunar racer, mm-hmm. and then, you know, here we are two or three years later, and you're, you know, you're, you're a little bit concerned to, to you know, go down towards a spike. Whereas I'm sure when you're in the lunar races there's probably no reason why you wouldn't have been able to jump into a p- pair of spikes and run, run a cross country event.
0: Uh, it would have been fine. I would have just chucked them at on and it would have been, yeah, it would have been perfect. I would not have even really realized it probably the next day that I would had some spikes. That's right. Um, yeah. Cause yeah. I would have just been accustomed to it.
3: Yeah. And look, it's a little bit like our, um, you know, when we look at training sessions and maybe sessions that we don't like, or we're not good at often, often it's because, it's probably a weakness we've got with our running, so we sometimes tend to, like, ignore it and do sessions that we we're good at or we like. And I mean, you could use that analogy a little bit with footwear and go, well, oh, you know, like I know there's going to be a bit of a process there where I'm going to have to adapt to this type of shoe again, and mm. it's not going to be as enjoyable. But in the long term, that actually could be a really good thing for you. For your body and your running and your your injury um, prevention, so um, yeah, well, I reckon I still think I still think flats can fit into um, that that kind of rotation of shoes for for, for the majority of runners. Uh,
0: yeah, it's making me consider, yeah, what flats I think I might have to purchase um, coming up because yeah, I did a track session, I did some four hundreds the other day, and I I put the um I put the four percent on, I felt. A little bit cheating like oh know, you can't <laughs> yeah <laughs> like oh, i have yeah. got nothing else to to go with at the moment like i've got an old pair of matumbo's in the cupboard but yeah I, was sure. just, I wasn't going to put them on so yeah that was i guess the next thing was either that or um yeah just doing it in the in the pegasus or something <laughs> that was the
3: only yeah. thing yeah to. yeah um and just- i mean even like going through all the specs and that like it was interesting to see so many that were just over 25 mil if people were trying to stay within that regulation. But, Mm. but if that wasn't really a consideration for people there, there are plenty that are like 26 mil, 27 mil that are still a racing flat. Um, You know, like 27 mil that that's still quite a bit of stack height under your foot. Mm. Um, So I really don't think for some, the transition is going to be like really significant from what they might actually already be, be training in as their daily trainer. Yeah, yep.
0: Yeah. yeah, just to wrap up, Sammy, how how are your
3: yeah, yeah. athletes going? Yeah, no, good. So yeah, I had um had a couple of ladies last week do their five k time trial, so that was really pleasing. Um, Beck Beck's been coming back from from an injury that oh, kind of flared up last year from the oh, what's the race down there? Um, where you guys lived the trail race? Oh, I've gone. Oh, back. Uh-huh. And, um, yeah, two bays, Sorry, yeah, yep. yeah. So Beck, Beck, Beck did the ultra, the long distance one down there, and that's okay. that's it. Yeah, that kind of banged her up for a little bit longer than than maybe she was ready for. So it's taken a little bit to get back to where she is now. But yep. yeah, all credit to Beck. She's kind of stuck to the the plan, and and you know we've been really sensible with um you know giving her the quality sessions and that again. So yeah, it was really pleasing to see her do well. Um, but Bettina is another lady I'm coaching. Bettina lives up in Brisbane, so she she did her 5k last week as preparation for a, a 10k road race that she's got this weekend, so that was a good a good hit out for, for Bettina. Um, and then, yeah, tomorrow I've got a few more guys that are going to get out there and have a crack as well. So, yeah, it's, it's been really cool to see so many runners within the Run to BB community um, get out there and, and have a go and Maybe win a free pair of New Balance 1080s. Yeah, it's not bad, is it? And and a hat yeah. and, a, um, and a drink bottle. Yeah, yeah, it's awesome. <laughs> have you got have you got a few going around over this weekend?
0: Yeah, I do. I do. Yeah, I've had had a few um, already do theirs like last weekend and through the week, and then yeah, some more um, yeah lining up tomorrow. So I'm yeah really interested to to see how they go. Um, and yeah, yeah well, awesome. lots of other um, run to PB athletes that are uh, that are having a crack. And yeah, it's great to see it um all the posts coming through on the on the socials and on Strava and stuff that yeah, if, if everyone just getting out there and, and having a bit of a crack and really enjoying it. And you know, some people their the races are going real well and some some have um have yeah maybe maybe struggled a little bit, but it's just great to see yeah. having a go and, and that's what that's all we really want, isn't it?
3: No yeah, exactly. No, the response has been awesome. And and where where are you gonna do yours, Maddie? What what what's the course for you? Yeah, so I've got two options and it's probably um,
0: I've got the Mornington um, athletics track which is within 5k boundary um, problem is it yep. sits up on top of a hill and if there's a, a bit right. of a lovely wind it um, it really rips through and, and it's yeah makes it super challenging yeah
3: okay um,
0: so i've yep. got that as an option but then I've got a it's like a 1.5 k loop um, yep that is another option if it's seriously windy then I'd, I'd rather just do it do it there and i mean it's just a time sure block. it's not a race so I'm happy to yep. just, yeah, roll around there and That'd just have a bit of a crack. Yeah, so I'm looking, yeah. forward, to, looking forward to a bit of a hit yeah. out. What about
3: you? Are you Gemma, to... get have to get Gemma on the bike with the GoPro. And, yeah, yeah maybe yeah, <laughs> Convince yeah,
0: her, yeah. Um, convince, maybe make another bet. <laughs> yeah. And what about yourself, Sammy?
3: Yeah. Uh, yeah, I will. I reckon I might actually try and get to the track on Tuesday and do a, a 5K, and I might use that as my kind of baseline for... This little goal I've got to try and get under 16. So yeah, I'll, I'll just get one out, see where I'm at, and then then I um, can can work off that and um, have another go in a month or so. So yeah, yeah I think I think Tuesday's still within the the yep. 14 day kind of period that we had for a run to PB. So I'd like to try and do it within that that time frame as well, just like everyone else. Yep,
0: perfect. Uh, good good work, mate. All. Best best of luck for that, for the hit-up then on Tuesday. And, yeah, thanks very much for um, for your time and, and um, sharing your wisdom and valuable information here yeah, about the flats. And, yeah, I'm going to have to uh, start having a look through and seeing what um, yeah, uh, Running Company Yarrabee will have on offer there and um, make a couple of purchases, I think.
3: No, yeah, yeah, I reckon you should, Matty, and yeah, always good to chat, and hopefully, um, yeah, hopefully our listeners and members got got a little bit a bit of benefit there with some of the um, racing flood options that they could consider.
0: Yep, absolutely. Uh, thanks very much, mate. We'll
3: cat, chat soon. Okay, cheers, Matty. Take care. Cheers. Bye.
1: Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Better With Running podcast. Huge episode. It was great hearing from Chris uh, down in Shepparton recapping that, uh, that awesome meet down there with the Run to BB athletes. So we're looking forward to more of them hopefully in the future. Um, yeah, so definitely stay tuned to the socials for more of the uh, podcast updates. We've got some new guests coming your way. Um, there's going to be some more training talk and, and definitely shoe chat. So keep the questions coming through. But yeah, for now, enjoy the rest of your run.